Warning, the following audio contains strong sports opinions of two very ordinary people with little to no professional sports or sports broadcasting experience. Those looking for facts and reason may be disappointed. None of the following ideas or opinions should be taken seriously. For real, these guys have no clue what they're doing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Bench Pod, where passion meets play in the world of sports. Join your hosts and sports-loving soulmates as we dive into the thrilling highs, heart-wrenching lows, and everything in between. It's not just about the game. It's about the love that soars on and off the field. Get ready for a winning blend of romance and sports banter. This is where love and the game collide. That was an intro written by ChatGPT. I asked it to write a podcast intro for a sports podcast or where two losers are talking about sports and it corrected losers to lovers. So we are now a love and sports podcast. How do you feel? Uh, I feel like I love Tyrese Halliburton for MVP. I feel like that is a great thing to say. And I agree. That is not at all being pushed by anyone. Nobody asks us to say that. We all think Tyrese Halliburton should be the MVP. Love asked me to say that. Who? Love. 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 Yeah, love enchanted me to say that Straight Tyrese Halliburton should be the MVP. Yes. Well, anyways, welcome to the Bench Pod. Me and Chris are here today to talk a little bit of NBA. Uh, I just wanted to get some front of house stuff out of the way. Uh, Kevin Durant officially entered the NBA's all time for top 10 and leading in top 10 leaderboard in scoring. So congrats to him. I'll never hear this, but congrats, Kevin. Um, Terrence Ross retired from the NBA uh, after a little stint with the Suns, I believe, last season. Always a 2K glitch. Always a 2K glitch. Him and Gerald Green. But nothing else other than that, so we're just going to talk a little bit about the NBA in-season tournament. I, uh, you know, the purpose was to get people to start talking about the NBA Earlier in the year, you know, because everyone always says NBA regular season doesn't matter and all that stuff. So I think Adam Silver wanted people to talk about the NBA, not just talk about load management and, you know, uh, disgruntled stars that want to be traded. So <laughs> do you think it worked? Do you think it was a success so far? Uh, In the way he intended it? I don't think so. No? But I think everyone's talking about it because, I mean, they made the rules so confusing that they had to make a huge deal about it. So then everyone started talking about it. So I think everyone knows now. I mean, it's like the, um, it's like bad. Any, any press is good press in this situation. How bad the courts, Oh yes. how bad the rule, like how hard it is to follow. I feel like it just brought attention. I don't think that was what he intended, but I think that's, I think it worked. Or maybe he's a secret genius and he's like, we're just going to run a tournament and not tell anybody anything. Nothing's going to make sense, and everyone's going to talk about it. Honestly, not a bad idea if that was what they intended. Do you think it worked? I honestly do. I think think it worked. I think at the beginning it was rough. I definitely agree. Like the first maybe two or three weeks even. But it felt like that final week, like the players kind of cared. And I mean, the the fans in the stadium seemed to care as well. And I mean, if they care, shit, it must be somewhat successful. And... Um, it, we were planning to talk about this uh, a couple of days ago, but Chris is a little sick, so we uh we put this off a couple of days, and uh well, 
You're just gonna throw it all on oh, me. Oh wait, huh? yeah. Here and I was gone. Dang, we're I've, just gonna I've, throw it all I, on me. I forgot. I see what kind of podcast this is. This isn't a lover's podcast. I'm sorry, I forgot. Right. I, I'm fucking out on I that forgot. idea. I forgot. I take it back. I forgot. I was gone over the weekend. I was at the Big Ten Championship watching a family friend participate and win on Michigan. Trevor Keegan. Congrats to him. Go blue. Go blue. You can't say that. Yeah, you told me about it uh, 10 minutes ago, so I'm adopting it. Go blue. Go blue. Full tide. Full you can't, go tide, you can't say that. Blue. You cannot say that, especially <laughs> this week. Go Tide, roll blue. Roll blue, go Tide. Lover's podcast. Um, but anyway, we were, we were planning to talk about this a few days ago before the in-tournament, you know, the, the knockout round started. Um, but as we are talking right now, it is the night of Monday, December 5th. So. Pacers and Celtics played, and so did the Pelicans and Kings. I just wrote down my predictions so we can kind of go over that. I didn't even see the games, so that's fine. This will all be new to me. I can give you some in, some uh, insight. Uh, but I totally forgot what I was saying. Yes, I think the tournament worked so far. We'll see with the final rounds. I'm looking forward to them. I feel like it's drawn attention to the game, and it's nice that it's something to talk about that isn't drama. I feel like the NBA's just been loaded with meaningless kind of like diva crap you know like james harden Kyrie, just people you know nobody i don't want to talk about a star not happy with the coach or not happy and wants to be traded every year like it just gets boring um so it was nice because if this didn't exist we'd probably still be talking about zach levine still be shitting on jordan Poole. so it's nice to talk about something else i'm fine to do either i'm fine to do either too but i figured that got more in the chamber (laughs) well i have endless amounts of things to say about zach levine (laughs) <laughs> he's ugh, I hope he's gone back on track in season tournament yes in season tournament first day of uh yes this is the first day of the game so uh group play has ended uh officially and we're gonna look mm-hmm. at some I wanted to look at some of these matchups get your predictions and also review our picks so yes this will be interesting we picked what episode episode three we uh, I think picks? it was episode two or three um, so if you want to go back, it's titled something with the in-season tournament. So if anyone wants to go back and listen to make fun of us, feel free. Or you can just wait 30 seconds and you'll hear all of our predictions. Oh, anyway. yeah, I forgot about that. Never mind. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm going to I'm going to clip some but of also our go back and listen. I'm going to clip some of our uh, some of our uh, reactions, per se, and predictions. So it'll be it'll be nice. So let's go with uh, West Group A. This was Lakers, Suns, Grizzlies, Jazz and Blazers. I picked the Lakers. Chris, you picked the Suns, who yep. who were three and one, um. So they definitely they were second in the group, and they actually made the tournament. We'll get to that later. Um, Lakers made it out of this group four to zero, or four and zero. I apologize. Um. So I am shocked. I'm one and zero, baby. I feel like the Lakers never get off to a good start. Yeah, I just kind of figured that like the NBA gives a shit about this, so I know like LeBron was probably in on it, and they're like you know giving him a little nudge, like hey, could you give a shit so the people. So the kids think we're cool. <laughs> so I figured, like, Fair enough. he's right, going to get the politics game. Yeah, so that's why I picked him. <laughs> I was playing checkers. <laughs> I was playing chess. I see. I hear you're a great chess player. Oh, I'm terrible. Self-renowned. I love chess, but I'm so bad. <laughs> uh, West Group B. Yep. Over one on my part. You know, not a good you start. Get, you get like a minus 0.5. It's not a full one because they made it. They just didn't win the group. Yeah, but then I get a minus point five for the other one too. I I lost. I missed that pick. 
Mm, maybe, yeah, that's true. Okay, minus one. Um, Thank you. <laughs> West Group B, we had the Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Mavs, and Rockets. I picked, oh, we both picked the Nuggets, who actually finished 2-2 two and two and did not make the tournament at all. Um, the group, the team that did make it out of here was the Pelicans at 3-1. and one. This was the worst group. They wouldn't have even been my second pick. <laughs> Who would you, you pick? I think we both... <laughs> I would have taken the Mavs over I was going to say, I think I went back and listened to it. I'm pretty sure we both said that we would take the Mavs if... Well, I think they were like our wild card or something, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, Pelicans made it out. They seem to be in a good groove. We'll get to that later as well. Uh, West Group C. We have Kings... Warriors, Timberwolves, Thunder, and Spurs. We both picked the Warriors. And they did not make the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> the Kings made it out. Um, then we yeah. come to the... 0 for 3. Yeah, we're not... This isn't good. This isn't good. We're a collective, what, 1 for 5? Yeah, it's not a great start. Or you could say 1 for 5.5 or 1.5 for 5.5. Uh, wild card. I picked the Mavs, and so did you. And it was the Suns. So that's why I was saying you kind of deserve like a point five, you know? I guess. Okay, so I don't feel good about you it. You got point five out of four, and I have one out of four. So we're not huge swing and a miss. In not for me. our batting average is low. <laughs> that's why you don't just pick favorites. Yeah, we we did mention that in the podcast. To be fair, we said. We got to start picking not favorites because it's got to get goofy at some point. Like some fuckery is going to happen. Yeah. Um, so then, okay, let's get to the next group. The group East A. It was 76ers, Cavs, Hawks, Pacers, and Pistons. Uh, we both picked the Sixers. They did not make the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing a trend. Uh, Weirdly enough, uh, I don't think any of us thought this was going to happen. The Pacers went 4-0. And made it out of the Tyrese. tournament. Tyrese Halbert, MVP. Clap it up, clap it up. Let's get some claps for Tyrese, everybody. The loser. Whoa. What? Why'd you say a loser? Because he said he's tired of losing. Oh, yeah. This is the Tyrese podcast because you try, You meant to say loser. You said lover. Got us on Tyrese Halbert. That's true. He is a loser and he's a lover. He's a lover. He's a MVP. lover of the game. Tyrese Winneburton. No? Too much? Uh, when, when, uh, sure. Okay, good. When, uh, Tyrese win MVP. A Burton. Tyrese a win Burton. MVP, a Burton. <laughs> New nickname. That's got to stick. <laughs> uh, East Group B. We have the Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Wizards, and Hornets. Chris picked the Bucks. Jordan picked the Knicks. Run the clip from December. I'm going to pick the Knicks. We can really? rewind back to this in December and make fun of me when this inevitably <laughs> goes wrong because it's going to. All right, now we're back from the clip, hypothetically, because that's going to all happen in editing later. Um, so you say hypothetically. For them, it is literally. That's true. For you guys, it's literally. We're just recording. Yes. So Chris picked the Bucks. I picked the Knicks. Um, yep. Bucks made it out 4-0. So you nailed it. The Knicks didn't. The first time today, I nailed it. You nailed it. it. Uh, Knicks did not make it out of the group technically, but they got the wild card at three and one. So give me that point five, baby. So we're tied one and a half. 
we each have one and a half. This is atrocious. <laughs> um, East Group C. Celtics, Bulls, Nets, Raptors, Magic. Now, we thought this was going to be a steamroll. Like, we're, like or I did. Yeah, not even close. I thought that the Celtics were going to walk through <clears throat> this. However, the Nets, Celtics, and Magic all had a 3-1 record. And the Magic were leading most of the time until that last week. The only thing that changed it was the Celtics decided to put the absolute beat down on the Bulls and run up the score so that when they all tied at 3-1, and one, they got the point differential uh, win over the Magic and the Nets. Um, and you can always count on the Bulls to lose by a bajillion yeah. to get our second pick right. I do want to give you credit, though, because you actually said you were struggling because you wanted to pick the Nets. So back yeah. in that episode, you were on the Nets, and they were tied for the best record, which I did not see at all. So, well, we both picked the Celtics ultimately, and they did make it out. So there we go. We're both at two and a half, two and a half correct picks. Uh, Celtics made out three and one, like I said. Had the point differential. I don't know if you saw it, if anyone saw it. Um, Billy Donovan, the Chicago Bulls head coach, you know, walked over to Joe Mazzula, the Celtics head coach, during that game because they were hacking Drummond to get him to miss free throws so that they could go down <laughs> the other end and run up the score and make the tournament. And Billy got hey, upset. This is what Adam Silver wanted. Yeah. They wanted people to care. This is what's going to happen. I'm a Bulls fan, and I was like, hell yeah, I love it. keep following. Make I my team it. embarrassed. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Get someone who can make a free throw. Yeah, I'm done with this. Please embarrass my team because I'd like the coach to be fired <laughs> and everyone to be traded. Please, Joe. I needed this pick to hit. Please. Good job, Joe. Do it again. We appreciate it. Joe. Joe's a fan of the pod, clearly. He must have heard. Yep. Um, But I did want to mention you also had a pretty big swing and a miss. Run the clip on the magic. <laughs> The Magic are a train wreck. We're back now from the clip, and you said that the Magic were an absolute train wreck. Turns out they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, don't know what to tell you. Ended the last podcast saying we're a Magic podcast. Started this podcast talking about how I said the Magic are going to be a train wreck. So I, will I, say, I don't even know how to defend myself here. <laughs> I will say, though, you know, I don't deserve to only shun you because I also agreed with you and laughed in the clip. So we both thought they were a train wreck. Turns out they're one of the better teams in the NBA. They have the third best record, fourth best record in the entire NBA at 14 and six. What the hell? So they kind of figured yeah, it out, man. I did not see it coming. Yeah, I didn't, didn't. I didn't either. Wasn't even close to seeing it coming. God, we were so far off. We should. We deserve like a minus two for just that. Yeah, let's just go negative. Oh, why not? Let's wait till the end at least. We got to see what we could have been. So, uh, wild card, now that we're done with that group, wild card, I took the Bucks and you took the Nets, which were, you know, those were good picks. The Bucks ended up making it, and the Nets tied for the best record in their group. They just didn't make it because the Knicks had a better point differential in a different group. So, sorry, Nets. I'm sure that sucks, but oh well. Close. Close. No cigar. No cigar. Um, so, now I wanted to look at the matchups. So, for the ones that already happened, we'll just... I'm just going to keep my predictions. Maybe you could say who you think you thought was going to win. Okay. What do you think about that? Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. The first matchup that we will talk about is the one-seeded Lakers against the four-seed wildcard Suns. It's a single elimination game. 
um, and the high seed gets the home game. So this will be at the Lakers um, against the Suns. Who do you who are you taking? And I will say Bradley uh. Beal. I don't believe is going to play. He's still having some issues with a nerve in his nerve issue, nerve pain in his back and leg. Um, and Booker, Devin Booker also recently tweaked his ankle, but he's playing again. So just some things to think about. Yeah, I'm hopping on the, the pol- politician uh, wave, and I'm going to go Lakers. I like that idea. I, too banged up. Suns are too banged up. Yeah, I just worry about the Suns. They're just not deep. I did not think they were going to be this banged up, like, right away. Yeah. Again, we, Clearly, when I picked I them just, to win there. This is just, I feel like it's just uh, the NBA gods are punishing Kevin Durant for going to the Warriors. <laughs> They're like, every single team you leave to go to now, you're going to team up with stars, and they're going to be hurt 65% of the time. Like I, I, yeah, think they I put, really like Bradley Beal, too. I know. I want him to win. I feel bad for the poor guy. <clears throat> Kevin Durant's like 36, 35 at this point, so fuck it. He can win, too. I'm over it. I'm over the Warriors thing. Although, if, uh, if there's a time to be banged up in the season, it's definitely in the beginning. Whoa, not during the in-season tournament. It's <laughs> a big deal, Chris. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Come You're on, right. dude. Hack a shack to get into this. I yeah, forgot. this is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you you're taking the Lakers? Lakers. Any specific reason why you just think Suns are too banged up? Suns are too banged up. Uh, I'm hopping on the the NBA likes the Lakers. Ooh, I like. That. And this, I think you said this in the be- when we were doing the first predictions. This is something that like LeBron would we- weirdly take very serious. Yeah. So. I thought I, I brought this up to friend of the pod, Steve Thomas. He didn't think it was a good idea. I said, wouldn't do you think this would be a cool idea if the so there's gonna be a tournament MVP? I said it would be cool if the they told everyone, hey, the first person who wins it, it's gonna be named after you. I feel like that would give a slight incentive to be like, all right, I'll try and give a shit. Uh, I don't like it. You don't like it? Maybe. No, just because it's like just because you're do well in one tournament like and just because it's the first tournament it's named after you like every trophy that's been named after somebody it's because they've been great for years and years and years and years and it's just like like what if jordan pool just randomly went crazy oh god this first not the jordan <laughs> not that they're in it but like what MVP if trophy? somebody like that and then you just have to name it the jordan pool trophy yeah like, what are you gonna do that would be pretty miserable i'm trying to look like let's see the worst team Probably like the Knicks, like yeah, let's say like RJ Barrett goes on a tear. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, what yeah. are you gonna do? The RJ Barrett mid somebody... tournament MVP trophy. <laughs> if somebody does go on a tear and it's like RJ Barrett like that, but then like uh a bigger name like I don't know, LeBron oh, God. is like slightly le- like not as not <laughs> as good her deserving but they're just like, Well, it's LeBron, so we're gonna give him the trophy then that hoisting it cause next a big year. outrage, so I can see it now. The year is 2050, and we're wheeling R.J. Barrett's old ass out like we used to with Bill Russell, rest in peace. And he's presenting the R.J. Barrett <laughs> tournament MVP trophy to LeBron, Bronny James Jr. Jr. And he's yeah, happy that, to accept. That's the senior. No, that is a junior. That's the third. That's something I don't want to see. Uh, yeah. Not LeBron exactly. James Jr. Jr., but. Uh, R.J. Barrett presenting a trophy because that that is weird. I agree. So maybe it was a half baked idea, but 
I don't know. I definitely have to see where you were going with it. Yeah. Give it some incentive. But maybe they can like retroactively do it. Like if somebody fancy wins it, then they'll be like, Oh yeah, we're gonna name it after you. That would be so funny if they named it after LeBron and gave him this like half ass trophy nobody wants to win. Oh, hundred percent. He put that in his legacy case. <laughs> like, you gotta wheel LeBron out there for the midseason tournament. Be like, I'm sorry, I don't know if there's any other person who won the midseason MVP. I don't think MJ has one. That's crazy. <laughs> guess I'm the only one. <laughs> oh yes, I actually have six MVPs. You forgot about my midseason. Mm, yes, let's get. Is that like that will be like how you got a point five on getting that one right? It's like a point five MVP. <laughs> yeah, it's half a half an MVP. Yeah, yep, four and a half or five and a half, whatever he has. But anyway, I'm I'm also taking the Lakers for the same reasons you are. I think they're deeper. They're not as banged up as the Suns. Fully healthy Suns, I think this would be closer, but I'd still take the Lakers, but I'm like more confident taking the Lakers now. Uh, Anthony Davis is healthy and playing well. Defensively, I think the Lakers have the length and the athleticism to throw at almost any team and lock in for like a game or two. I know it's not the playoffs yet, so they're not like perfectly firing on all cylinders, but like we said, like this is something that LeBron's going to give a shit about, we're sure. And I'm sure he's going to turn it on for a few games. And stick it to the Suns. And if not, yeah. shit, that'll still be pretty entertaining if we get to see the Suns move on. So Also, the the other side of the coin, it seems like something Kevin Durant would not give a shit about. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> He's very open about not giving a shit about certain things. Yeah. I respect it. All right. All right, next game. Next game. Uh, Next we have Kings-Pelicans. The Kings are the two seed. The Pelicans were the three seed. This was played tonight. Uh, it just ended about an hour ago. Shit, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so the Kings, it was at the Kings, Pelicans at Kings. Okay, I don't know. I don't know the score, so I'm going to give a prediction. Wait, wait, let me give you some background info before you do. Okay. Um, okay. So they played twice this year. The Pelicans won both matchups, 129 okay. to 93 and 117 to 112. Uh, no CJ McCollum in either of those games. And though De'Aaron Fox has also missed some time, he played in both those games. So Pelicans just now got CJ McCollum back from a collapsed lung. They also got Trey Murphy back. They're playing very well. They're very healthy. Uh, and like I said, though the Kings were missing De'Aaron for some other games, he was not missing here. So the Pelicans shorthandedly beat them twice this year. Go. Kings. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think when you get people back, it sometimes takes a little bit to like get back in the groove of things. Like it's, it, it can kind of be like a uh mess up the flow a little bit. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but I feel like getting a guy like CJ McCollum back. I mean, I don't know. Granted, he can just kind of be thrown in anywhere. He's like the perfect player to just throw in, and he can just gel with yeah, anything. He's like the best side star. Yeah, but I said it. I'm sticking with it. I see what you're saying, and I, I like where you're going. However, here's what I said. I think that Zion was found a really good groove this season as far as the way he's playing. He's playing super efficiently. He's not doing too much or too little. Uh, seems like the off-season stuff that he did to get into shape is working, so hopefully he stays healthy. Uh, also, I wanted to say that they're super deep. They have... Zion, they have Trey Murphy, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, Najee Marshall, uh, 
Herb Jones, I don't even think I mentioned. Uh, Herbie. Herbie. Uh, Go Blue. <laughs> Go Blue. And then they also have Dyson Daniels, who last year wasn't looking so great. He was a high draft pick out of the G League. Um, but this year, he's leading the league in tips, tip passes. So he's everywhere on defense. Super long, 6'7"-ish point guard type of player. And so they just have a lot of de- defenders to throw at you. And athleticism, just like the Lakers, but way better on defense. So I was picking the Pelicans. Um, also that along with the fact that they were beating them twice without one of their core pieces kind of led me to that. And that's fair. The final score was 127, 117 Pelicans. They moved on. Man, if if you were placing bets just strictly against me, you would be making some money. Well, Chris, let me tell you, I place bets not against you and it doesn't go well. <laughs> so don't worry. Uh, but in this game, it was a very good game. Um, nothing crazy happened. Other, you know, people played kind of up to their potential. What we thought would happen. De'Aaron Fox had 30. Sabonis had a great game. 26, 13, and 10. Malik Monk had 21. Ingram had 20. Or 30, my mistake. Herb Jones had 23. Zion actually didn't have a crazy game. He only had 10 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Um, but it seems like wow. he just kind of let his teammates, you know, let the hot hand do the work. So yeah, he seems like kind of a guy though. Like, if he's not generate, I mean, I didn't watch the game. I don't know. He could have been generating offense, but like, you don't have to like contest him at the perimeter. Like, if he's not directly involved, he's kind of seems like a guy that would just like muck up your offense. Yeah, I think a lot of it is is he's so dominant inside it almost doesn't matter, and they will run like. <laughs> They'll run like small ball lineups with him almost playing like a pseudo center role and they can get away yeah. with it because they have so many wing defenders that they just switch everything. So they can, they can help. Every, like if they, they run, they could run Dyson, Herb Jones, Ingram, Zion, and any guard, CJ, uh, Jordan That's Hawkins. kind of like what the Cavs did a few years ago with like Evan Mobley and yeah. all those guys. Yeah. So they're just super switchable. And they just funnel. Yeah. And the defense Fair is enough. nice. Um, and he's shooting 57% from the field. So that's nice. So, yeah, yeah I think he I just kind of let, you know, like I said, he just stepped out of the step to the side, let his teammates do the work. He, he didn't play bad. He just didn't score as much as I thought he would. Yeah. But that's fine. Hey, Fair enough. I, I respect a star that's willing to put aside his ego and let his teammates score because, you know, Herb Jones, 23. <laughs> Down, she was 18, CJ McCollum 17, Trey Murphy 16. So he's letting the right guy score, and it worked out. They won. So congrats to the Pelicans for moving on to the next round. Next, this is going to be a doozy. It was Pacers Celtics. The Pacers were the two seed, and the Celtics were the three seed. So this was at Indi- at Indianapolis. That is so weird. So weird. I don't know how this guy. I, I know how this ended up this way. It just feels like backwards. feels like the Pacers yeah. should be playing at the Celtics. Um, so before you give me your prediction, this game also happened earlier today around, I think, 6 or 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, they played once this year so far, and they got absolutely shit-stomped. The Celtics beat the Pacers 155-104. to So who do you think won this one? Who do you think? 
I'm going to go against... I'm just going to start going against my initial thoughts, so I'm going Pacers. You were correct. The Pacers pulled they off... They won. They pulled off the upset today. The oh Celtics didn't have Chris S. Porzingis, but that is no excuse because that team is extremely deep, and they started Tatum, Brown, Derek White, Drew Holiday, and Al Horford. So that team... Did you just say that the Celtics are extremely deep? I guess I take that back. I meant okay. like star talent wise, like they have a lot of stars. So like, I don't care if Chris Epps is playing. I was about play. to start. I'm yeah. Arguing. <laughs> I, was I like, misspoke. What are you talking Thank about? Thank you for catching me. I misspoke. Um, I mean to say they have star power, like enough to win games. Yes. So like, Chris Epps should not be an excuse to lose to the Pacers. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you got I do me. Not agree with the fact that they are deep. <laughs> you got me. You got me rightfully so. Um. So yeah, Tyrese Halliburton is just. Let's let's have a little sidebar about it's Tyrese. He's just an MVP. He's just an he MVP. He deserves MVP. The guy is an entire team's offense by himself. I don't know how he's doing this. So on arguably the most probably the most talented defense in the league, or at least like caliber wise, like potential, you'd say the Celtics, right? Even without Chris Stapps, you have yeah. Drew Holiday, Derek White, Tatum, and Brown. Those are four guys that have serious defensive capabilities in like a playoff series. Tyrese Halliburton on the season, 27 points, four rebounds, 12 assists. He's shooting 52% from the field, 45% from three, and 88% from the free throw line. I don't know how... Almost 40, 50, 90. That's absolutely absurd when you are handling the ball this much. Yeah. It's it just and I would imagine they put Holiday on him. No, yeah, they Did you watch they the game throw everybody at him. Wow. It didn't really matter. I mean, the craziest part is that it's like you know, it's usually when people are shooting this well, you're like, okay, maybe the volume's not there. He's attempting nine three pointers a game. Nine yeah, three pointers I mean, a game shooting forty five percent. Crazy shots. Yeah, and he increases some free throws. Very awkward shots this year. Increases free throws too. He was a three point six attempts last year, five point two this year. And granted, this stuff might go up and down, but for now, it's absurd. He's in twelve. This is the crazy thing to me. So he's giving you twenty seven points and twelve assists on ridiculous efficiency and volume, and he's only averaging two and a half turnovers. I don't think, other than Chris Paul, I can't remember a player handling the ball this much and having a turnover ratio that low. Yeah, I mean, it's possible with LeBron. I mean, well, maybe not. LeBron's a pretty turnover sometimes. But he he's handled the ball a lot and been, like, running off triple doubles. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I looked at it just I, for shit. I mean, I thought games. he was going to take a jump, but this has been insane. Yeah, this is not the jump I thought. I thought, like, he's just going to be, like a, solid star, like, a solid all-star. But yeah. right now, he's going to be he's going to make NBA right now first he's the MVP. yeah right now he's the MVP uh <laughs> he's definitely NBA uh, all first team for sure or all NBA first yep. team for sure um and just just for fun I did look up Chris Paul stats to see if it was comparable um Chris Paul did give you way more steals 2.8 2.7 a year or a game um his best year he averaged or his best assist year 11.6 assists two and a half turnovers so just like Tyrese Halliburton. The difference being, though, he only scored 21 points a game. 
Tyrese Halliburton's giving you 27. So not only is he is he a at this pace, not for the rest of the season, but at this pace so far, this is like Hall of Fame worthy playmaking. And he's, you know, top 10 scoring, top 15 scoring. Like that just should not be happening. And it's going to taper off. But for now, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. So props to Tyrese Halliburton. He is carrying this Indiana franchise to relevancy. And they beat the Celtics. He had 26 points, 10 rebounds, 13 assists, zero turnovers. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's a 6'5 point guard who played 40 minutes. He shot 10 of 18 from the field. 1 of 1 from free throw. 5 for 11 from 3. Gave you a triple-double. No turnovers against the Celtics. This dude's the real deal. He's just a Midwest boy. He is. He's a Midwest boy. He's the real deal. Small market Midwest boy. Get him in Iowa State. Get him in Indiana. He's putting up MVP numbers. You can put him out in California, Sacramento. You know, nope. It's just not his Can't have it. Not his domain. He's from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. He's a Midwest boy. He's a Midwest boy. Tyrese Halliburton to the Bucks. You heard it here first. What? Yep. Did you say the Bulls? No, the Bucks. Yeah, I said the Bulls. Oh. I said the Bulls. Yeah, I said We'll the just Bulls trade too. him uh Tyrese Halliburton everybody. for Levine. Uh, everybody. I will give him everybody. I actually would. I'm not kidding. I wouldn't need. Like, I, I'm not kidding if, either. If they said we'll give you the entire roster, I'd be like, sure, let's do it. I, I'd be like, uh, please let us keep no one. Maybe Patrick Williams. I don't even want him anymore. After I saw his weird yeah, you're right. buzzer beater either. thing. You're right. I like Vooch, but he deserves better. I'd set him free how, because I love him. How fun would it be to watch Caruso and Halliburton together? Oh my god! I was thinking about to say like who would be the perfect combo in the NBA, and for a while. My dream was like, God, I would love to see Jokic and Doncic play together one day. It'll never happen, but hypothetically in my dream scenario, that's what I'd love to see. But now I'm leaning, and this might be recency bias. It definitely is. I want to see <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton and Jokic play together because, my God, that would be the greatest offense that the NBA has ever seen. I want to see Jokic and Steph. Oh, God. The way Steph moves without the ball. Uh, yeah, yeah, that actually that would be, be that's fun probably better. to watch. <laughs> yeah. And the craziest part is Jokic would find him no matter yes. what. Yeah. Oh, God. Because for a while, like before Jokic entered this like dominant phase, I was always like, oh, Giannis and Steph. But yeah, I think now the two players, I, I, I think I agree with you. I think that's probably the best combination. Right now, you could it's just ever Jokic make. with anybody apparently. Well, but yeah. Jokic with another superstar. Well, he does have like two of the greatest <laughs> offensive seasons of any player ever. <laughs> so he kind of uh, deserves yeah. it. All right, but that's enough about the uh, the Celtics Pacers. Pacers won. They're moving on. Um, next, we have this. So this game, none of these games have happened yet. At, at, from this point on, um, we have the okay. Bucks, who are the one seed, going against the Knicks, the four seed. <sighs> Who are you taking? This happens Knicks. tomorrow. You're taking the Knicks. Yeah, I love to hear that. Is there a reason why you're just going? You're going against the grain because my gut says Celtics. Oh, your gut says Celtics in a Bucks Knicks yep. game. I mean, <laughs> my gut says Bucks. <laughs> That's uh, not good. <laughs> my gut says Bucks, so I'm going Knicks. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I like that. Is there? So you're just it's just a gut check. It's there's no details, right? I'm just going against myself at this point. Okay. 
if I think something is wrong, so I'm going Knicks. What was going to be your reasoning? What is your gut telling you about the Bucks, though? What is the the Bucks are so good. I don't know how I I I. Uh, on paper, they're just so good. I'm very interested to see how this plays out. I agree, because in terms of like shot making ability and like take over a game. Yes. I, like I think regular season basketball is different because you're not always put into positions where the game slows down and you have teams hyper-focused on how you're playing and playing you for a week straight and knowing what's coming. Like that's a very different um, environment. And I think this kind of gives us like a taste of what are the Bucks going to be like in the playoffs because these teams are going to give a shit. I know for a fact Giannis is going to give a shit, no question. Um, and I heard a clip from Dame saying like he wants to win it for his like teammates who don't have like these million crazy million dollar contracts. Like that's a lot of money for them. Um, yeah. So he's a good guy. So he's going to try to, and the Knicks I think are kind of like in a fuck you mode. Cause like they almost got kicked out of getting into this by the heat. Um, but they ended up making it uh, over the heat for the wild card spot. Uh, and they, and I was watching those games. The Knicks were trying really hard. They really wanted to make it. Uh, Brunson's talked a lot recently about, the mediocrity thing and how that one fan called them out was like do something and uh so i think they give a shit so i'm very interested to see because i want to see how are dame and Giannis going to play in a playoff like atmosphere how are, are they because right now my concern is their defense is shit it is very bad i love david yeah. lillard but holy hell i don't know what happened on defense man he is so bad and if you're just going to rely on Brooke Lopez at the rim over and over again and Giannis to overcompensate and help everywhere, I don't think that's a good uh, recipe for success. And then you also have like the new coach aspect with Adrian Griffin. Like maybe rookie head coach syndrome kicks in and he makes some boneheaded mistakes as far as lineups go or drawing up some dumb plays. I don't know. So yeah. I'm with you. I took Knicks in a close one. I think that uh, the defense is going to become a problem. I love Jalen Brunson. I've been on that train a long time, and I think yep. he's kind of stick it to the Bucks. I think he gives a you shit. Can't really hide. You can't really hide Dame from guarding Jalen Brunson because RJ's been playing well this year. You can't. You're, you're not gonna be able to hide Dame very well unless you're just uh, switching everything and running like a crazy help side, which is very possible. But I don't know. Also, my other real reason I'm talking myself into the Knicks is. Uh, Ryan Archidiakono. Ah, uh, yes, the X Factor. My boy. I got a root for him. You must. Do you think he'll get some yep. minutes in this game? Uh, I hope so. He should get minutes in every game. <laughs> <laughs> Chill and Brown, eat your heart out. Ryan Archidiakono is the new starter. Yep. I'm for it. I think if you're the Bucks, your best bet, and I'm not an NBA coach, obviously, I think what they're probably hoping is going to happen is like they're going to play heavy off-ball pressure on everybody except Jalen, or excuse me, except for Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson because he's not really a factor on offense, so they'll probably just watch the offensive rebound. But mostly Julius Randle, and you hope that he gets in one of those moods where he just keeps chucking because he thinks he's the best player on the team. Yeah. And he just sucks. like Because he's a streaky shooter. Like He could go like 7 for 10 from 3, or he could go like 1 for 10. And he'll shoot yep. it no matter what. So I think that's the recipe for success for the Bucks. You let give him shots early, hope they don't go down, because he's not gonna change how he plays anyway. So if he starts off bad and keeps it's probably gonna keep going, and you'll probably have an easy way to win. But I'm still taking the Knicks. 
Mixtape. Mixtape. I also wondered, I didn't know, like, minute load. Like, I was wondering, because the Bucks are old. I think they're the oldest starting lineup in the NBA. So I was also thinking, like, will they play their guys, like, 40 minutes a game to try and win this? Like, if the defense is bad and they really have to play their guys? Or will Adrian Griffin... Oh, I don't think so. That's why, yeah, like, will they be like, you know, we have more important things. I'm not going to put this wear and tear on Dame and Giannis or Brooke or Chris Middleton. We had a long season. So, yeah. yeah. All right. We both took Knicks. Yeah. We'll, co- we'll come back Knicks. to this by the end of this and embarrass ourselves again. Yep. <laughs> um, next, we have... Oh, I forgot to include some tidbits. This was the last game I actually had to speak about. So, let's... These are some, some uh, little details I wrote down. Uh, these, teams, these teams played each other this season once, and the Bucks won 110 to 105. However... The Bucks shot 23-pointer. Oh, excuse me. Bucks shot 51% from three and made 23-pointers. The Knicks shot 25.6% from three. Both teams attempted 39 three-pointers, and I don't think the Knicks are going to shoot 25% from three again. I also don't think it's not likely, could happen, it's not likely that the Bucks are going to shoot 51% from three again when they play. So I that does concern me because I'm like, okay, if you only beat them by five, you beat them by five points and you shot 51% on 39 attempted three-pointers, that's a little concerning that you only won by five. When you th- yeah, that's not uh, not sustainable. Yeah, and the other part... I wonder how many, like, uh, I wonder how many turnovers or how big the rebounding differential is. Well, I got that for be- you. That can't be the only reason. This is also the weird part. The Knicks won the rebounding battle somehow. 56 to yeah, 41. See, that makes sense. And also, the Knicks made more shots than them, just less threes. They made 96 shots to the Bucks' 82 shots. And Jalen Brunson had 45 points. So I kind of see this playing out again in a similar way, but I think the Knicks take it because I think, once again, Brunson tears Dame a new one. I'm sorry, Dame, we love you. But I just don't see this at this stage in your career. It just doesn't seem like a very good defender. And I think that that advantage is going to shift their way. Unless the balls bounce the wrong way and, you know, they get unlucky again. But I doubt they're going to shoot, get that cold from three again. And the other team's not going to get that hot again. And you're not going to win the rebounding battle, but also lose the game. And also make more shots and take more shots, but not enough threes. Like, it's just such a perfect storm for them to lose that game only by five. Yeah, the the turnover differential wasn't big in that game either. It was only Bucks had fourteen, but the Knicks had eleven. Um, yeah, that's why we're in a threes and layups league now. Yeah, the volatility is kind of crazy. Anyone can beat that anyone. Is the picture perfect game to tell to tell why the league is the way it is now? Yeah, I looked at that game and like my my late 2000s, early 2010s basketball brain was like, this doesn't make any sense. (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. I come from the Tom Thibodeau school of thought. You need to play your players 45 minutes a game and run them into the ground by the time they're 30, like Joakim Noah and Luel Dang. And you have to play good defense, shoot some threes, but mostly win the rebound battle and play good defense. Clearly that doesn't fucking matter. Because the Bucks played terrible defense, gave up 45 to a 6-1 point guard, and drained a million threes, it lost the rebound battle, and still won. It's crazy. Basketball's playing, been being played differently 
Very. And my brain needs to adjust. Should we talk about these second round matchups or should we go on to that later? It's up to you. Well, I take that back. We can't really talk about that because the games games played tonight were on opposite sides of the bracket. So it'll either be Pelicans against the Suns or Pelicans against the Lakers. And it'll either be Pacers against the Bucks or Pacers against the Knicks. I do want to just include one quick thing. I know we were like joking about the Tyrese Halliburton MVP thing, but I'm dead serious. And if he (sighs) wins this tournament, I feel like that is going to just skyrocket his MVP conversation and his odds in sports books. Really? I think so. Especially because I don't know if it'll skyrocket. I, it. I at first I looked at this as like the Jokic year because I'm like, okay, we kind of we did him dirty last year. He kind of deserved it, I think, and we gave it to yeah. you. We gave it to Embiid. He deserved to have that yes. three in a row. So I was thinking like, okay, this will be the makeup year. They'll give it to him. Um, but shit, if if the Nuggets aren't playing as stellar as they were the past two seasons, and Tyrese Halliburton's doing this with this Pacers team and wins an in-season tournament. I think that'll do a lot for him. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it'll help him for sure. But, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how how much stock they put into this mid-season tournament for like awards like that. Because if that becomes a thing, that will really make players um, care more. Yeah, they'll I know give a shit. Say that they don't go for individual accolades and stuff like that, I but I'm sure I'm there sure are there's some, some players that, know, that but... do, and there are definitely like the upper tier, like people like Giannis and people who've who've kind of done everything and been paid and who don't really care about that stuff anymore. But there are definitely players that play for that. Yeah, and you also have to think of like that's what I was saying. Yeah, like there's also you have to think about these guys. Like, what if it's a contract year? What if they haven't gotten that big contract, like the second one? And you're like, okay, I could win this tournament MVP. And if people like care about that, like I can point to that at the end of the season and be like, hey, general manager, here's why I deserve more money. I carried you guys to this. Like, think about what we could do in the next few years if you build around me. Pay me. Yeah, that is that is interesting. I never really thought of the tournament like that. Yeah. Because like before you'd be like, what are you going to say? I, I was on a tear the first half of the season. Like, yeah. nobody's going to care. I had a They're great like, okay, 20 we'll games at- in October and November. <clears throat> yeah exactly and maybe that's still how they'll view it is like okay well you were good in the middle of the season it doesn't matter but that is an interesting uh never thought of it like that yeah, maybe we'll get some that. some market corrections for contracts based on how they perform in this midseason tournament i'm just hoping yeah. and what it seemed like so far is it seems like a little little taste little sneak peek of the playoffs is what it feels like to me which is kind of a bummer because i wanted certain teams to be in this like i wanted the timberwolves to be in this because i'm curious how they would look with this whole like Anthony Carl Anthony Towns stepping back and Anthony Edwards stepping forward, what it feels like. And I wanted the Nuggets to be in it to watch Jokic and Jamal. And I wanted Jimmy to be in it because I was like, <laughs> I just want Jimmy to win something. So it would be <laughs> nice if he could take this give one. Give my man something. But you know, Jimmy's not going to do it. Oh, Jimmy would give a shit. Until the playoffs. If Jimmy sat in the fucking game that they needed to win to get into the tournament. Yeah, he, he does sat. not give a fuck. He sat. And the NBA has a rule against rest, and he's like, yeah, I'm uh, banged up. Even though he probably is. I he's played Jimmy. a lot of basketball the past two years. And, like, a lot of labor-intensive so basketball. I do, too. We're also a Jimmy Butler podcast. Add that to the long list of things we are. 
That's going to be our intro. Hello, welcome to the Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Jimmy Butler, Magic, Bulls, Ryan Archie Diacono, Lovers Podcast. Lovers Podcast. That's all I had for today. You got anything you want to include? Did you see uh, LeBron talking about how he would miss games oh, to go yeah. see Bronny play at USC? Yeah. yeah. If you're his teammate, what do you think of that? I think he's one of the few players that can get away with it because he's like, arguably a one or two top player of all time and like you know he's he's paid his time he's what he's 39 now like he's wait is he 39 i don't know how would he even do that though uh what just not show up yeah just take the fine i think so i mean he's a billionaire now he i know but 38 still, like he'll be 39 if he starts year. doing that What's going to stop other people from doing I, that? Yeah, I do think not showing up. I do think it's a slippery slope, and I'm sure the NBA would encourage him against it. But I do. It th- is definitely a slippery slope. I do think what helps is like the whole thing about how Bronny had a heart condition and collapsed, and like is coming back. I think that makes it a little more significant to go see. Like if if that didn't happen, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to see my kid play. I think I would not like this a lot more. I think that would be kind of. I don't know if I want to say soft, but just like not cool. But you know, I don't have kids, so I don't know. What would you do if like you were a professional basketball player and Miles was playing his first college game after he had a heart attack? You'd probably, I mean, you'd probably miss the LCM, right? I'm not a billionaire parent, so I'm sure. <laughs> uh, my you're parents, not? I mean, my dad and my mom are both very supportive when I was playing, but there were still games that you like just can't physically get to because you're not a billionaire and because you have a job like this is your job it's your profession it's what you signed up for your kids have known it your entire life like they would understand like even if i was Bronny, and this my dad was like look man i'm gonna not go to my game because i want to come see you play i'd be like you're a professional athlete like i don't i I love you but you can't just skip your game to come watch me play like I, i don't i don't think that's right i get the collapsed heart thing and all that and that's very sad and I'm not trying to like downplay that but like there are plenty of people who miss miss seeing their kids do things because they have to go to their job yeah I do think like not everybody's gonna share that same sentiment where they're like oh it's LeBron like I'm not gonna do that because like he has a longer leash than I do like you're right maybe it will be like slippery slope and other people will be like well I wanna go hang out with my kid and shit like that like people will just be assholes about it but yeah the only reason yeah, I'm okay with it is there are like is... exceptions like people miss games for the births of their children yeah. and things like that Yeah, but I don't know I thought that was interesting that he was just like outwardly like yeah I'm just not gonna play I'm gonna go watch my son it was a little I mean, weird it's cool as a father and like that he can do that I think publicizing that's, it was a little cool. odd a little odd like you could have yeah, just it, done it that private because I feel like if that was done privately and like not so publicly and like like one day I just woke up and I was like oh Lakers score and I was like oh news oh LeBron's gonna miss last night's game he went to go see Bronny play I'd be like oh whatever I, I mean there was no way you could do it privately. He would. There's no way he could physically go to a game and people would be like, "Hey, that's LeBron. No, and you're not playing tonight." I meant, I meant like publicly put his like standpoint on it. Like, "Hey, you better know that when it happens, I'm out." Like that was just kind of weird that he said that. He's like in an interview. They're just yeah. like, "Oh yeah, when he plays, like I'm fucking out of here." I told my teammates, "I'm not here." Bail yeah. first. I'm like, "Oh well, yeah." Like just weird to tell everybody that. 
yeah again it, I, I mean if he wasn't if he wasn't uh if his son didn't have a major health complication uh, with all of this and the comeback wasn't such like an emotional thing i think i would yeah. feel differently about it but the fact that he did collapse unfortunately and his recover has recovered and come back i think it like i'm just thinking like if i was him like i would be pretty upset if my dad didn't make it for something that like it means a lot more it's not just my first game it's my first game back from like a life-changing event where i mean i don't totally. i don't know how serious it was but maybe he almost died like we don't know like that's it's fucked up so like i'd be kind of weird if like i played a game where i had this serious heart condition i finally worked my way back and like my dad just like yeah i can't make it especially a billionaire who like what the fuck's what's the nba gonna do if he doesn't show up like he's lebron james he's- did he say it was just the, the first game? I would totally get the first game. Yeah, I think I think he game. said the first game. Did he say every game? Oh, I thought it was like if my son's playing a game, I'm not gonna play. That's but I could have read it wrong. If I read Ron wrong, Miller, I totally get Vaughn Miller one game to go see your son's first game back. I totally get that. I would switch stances immediately. But and I think that he should still do it for the first game. Obviously, he's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants. He's LeBron, but. I would totally understand that. But if he's missing every time USC plays, he's just not going to play if they have a game that night. I think that's a little crazy. Yeah, you. the, the quote is weird. Now that I totally thought it was just about the debut because the title of all the articles was LeBron says he's going to go to Bronny's debut over the Lakers game. But then if you look at the actual quote LeBron said, he said, Whenever he's cleared and ready to play his first game, I told my teammates that if they play on the same day that we're playing, I'll catch you guys the next game. Family over everything. Oh, no, that totally so is so- just as It sounds like debut. first game, but, like, then again, like okay. you said, Slippery Slope, what if he just starts doing that for, like, a handful of games? No, it definitely is just, I misread it then. Okay, I made a big deal about nothing then. That's okay. That's what we do on the bench. I agree. Pod. I agree. It's, He's got to go back to the first game. And Chris Bosh had the heart condition. He had to quit playing, which is super sad. And it's like his close teammates. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it, Bronny actually had a uh, heart surgery to repair the congen- congenital heart defect. God, I can't read. Come on. You're, you're a WebMD doctor. I know. I am Dr. Google. <laughs> but I am not Dr. Google in sports, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it looks like he's going to have a final evaluation by the USC staff um, and then begin practicing and then probably return soon after. So, I mean, the Lakers play. It looks like as far as what's going to overlap with his possible comeback dates, it would be December 28th, December 30th, January 3rd, January 13th, January 17th, January 27th. So... The games actually aren't that important looking at them. It's Hornets. Timberwolves is important. Heat, they could probably still win. Jazz, they could still win. Mavericks, you're probably going to lose. Warriors, who knows? They're up and down. But, yeah. Well, then I'm happy we figured it out. Until they get Zach Levine. And give us all of your (laughs) capital. All your draft capital that you don't have. Oh, you know what else I saw? What else? Uh, You know how Zach said? I could totally be looking into something that's not a thing. Uh, Zach said the only place he doesn't want to go is the Knicks. Yeah. Yes. Jamar said he would. That's like his first option. That's where he would prefer to go. Oh. So what if it is like a rift between the two and he's like, I want to go there. And Zach's like, okay, then I am not going. (laughs) Screw that. 
anywhere yeah. with you. And this Maybe is this whole time I was wrong. And they don't respect each other. Maybe. That would explain the not passing. Yeah. Can't say I've seen them pass to each other very much, but I know that's just the roles they play. But, like, maybe? Who knows? Maybe. Couldn't get out of the podcast without talking about Zach. That's okay. It's, it seems like a theme. Well, anyway, that's the podcast. Thank you for... Li- oh, I almost forgot. I have a fact for us today. I don't have a question. Today. I have a fact. Here we go. Did you know that a day on Venus is longer than a year on Venus? Ponder that. What? The way it's worded is kind of stupid, but so it takes 243 Earth days for Venus to rotate once. However, it takes 225 Earth days for it to orbit around the sun. So technically, the sun doesn't set for 243 Earth days, but it orbits the entire sun, which is considered a calendar year, in 225 days. Interesting. It's really weird. It kind of broke my brain when I thought about it for a second. So yeah, I just thought I'd leave you with that. That is an interesting fact. I did not know that. <laughs> well, that wraps up uh, episode nine. I realized that I uh, I titled the last episode episode nine, and we just skipped over episode eight. So this is episode nine. So thanks for listening to episode Lover's nine. Podcast. Lovers podcast. Hope you I guys had a good Thanksgiving. We'll be back later talking NFL. And then after that, hopefully we can embarrass ourselves talking about uh, what happened with this in-season tournament. (laughs) (laughs) It's bound to go horrible. It's going to go bad. We were so off. We got like two things right. So thanks for listening, everybody. We out. See you next week.